0: His dads it has been a while we are back it is good to be back it's good to be in the chair Andres it's good to see you can you
1: believe it's been so long Brad since we've done this I missed you I've seen you but we haven't done this in many months and we did a lot of stuff in between and I look forward to jumping into it today
0: absolutely it has been a year. I mean, I think it was almost a year. We probably had a couple episodes in 2021. We let life get in the way, as most of us um, fall victim to from time to time. But let's jump into our end of the year 2021 Biz Dads Back on Track episode. Let's do it. So Andres, it has been a while. Uh we have seen each other a lot, but as I was telling you the other day, I'm tired of just seeing you in passing. It feels like every time we turn around, it's like we're at a baseball practice. Or we're for those biz dads uh, fans out there that don't know, we're now coaching together. As our my youngest son and your oldest son are eight u slammers. So all, we need to give them a big talk. update.
1: There's all yeah, all this yeah. stuff that's happened. I mean, but I'm with you. Stuff. Let's jump let, yeah, let's jump on that about the comment you just made about in passing, I think one of the themes from 2021 is you realize that life picks up speed. And when you're you've been in that coaching role with the Slammers baseball program, which we talked about in 2020. But now that i am been sucked into the vortex um, and I'm part of that, I realize what you mean when you say like, you you end up being friends, but you end up being friends as you're unpacking equipment, packing equipment, walking to the car, trying to get the kids home, trying to get them fed. And uh one of my goals for 2022 is do more shows with you on BizDads, but also find some time to do some guy stuff.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, we we have been friends a long time. We've known each other a long time. We we were you know I think we've mentioned this before, but we became friends. Our wives were longtime friends. Right as we got married, so we're going into our what twelfth year of marriage now, with our yep. the twelfth or thirteenth. Well, we got married in two
1: thousand yeah nine, so yeah, it's 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 going on 13,
0: thirteen years of marriage, and and then we had kids, and we live you know two and a half miles away from each other, but we still see each other in parking lots of baseball fields or at community events in passing or whatever. Um, so that's got to change the funny thing for me. And I don't even think it's funny. The sad thing, I guess I should say is I feel like that's the case for the majority of people in my life for the longest time. I thought, Oh man, COVID, we come out of this thing. It's going to make us all feel more, you know, necessary to have deeper, more meaningful relationships. And we're going to forget, you know how fast paced the world was, and we're going to really dive deep into the, the 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 relationship aspect of life, and that was all out the window as soon as the you know the world turned back on, and then here we are with the world shutting down again, and all the craziness that comes with it. So, but at the end of the day, it makes me realize how important this podcast was for me, uh, really in 2020, in the first part of 2021, how I really wanted to get back to it, and how spending this time with you. Um, talking about all the things that go on in our lives are key, but it can't be the only way we communicate and it can't be the only way um, we catch up outside of, you know, yelling at kids on a baseball field.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what you're saying resonates with me because when you're the type of person as a friend, right, and as you get a little older, you start to get a little bit more kind of set in your ways and you start to get into those rhythms of life. And when you see somebody in person, especially given COVID, you can have this feeling in the back of your mind, at least I know, I do, oh, I'm still aware of what Brad's been up to. I'm still aware of all the things that are going on in his life because I'm seeing him at practices or I'm seeing him at a, at a ball field. Um, but then you realize like there's all these other things that have been going on for you, for me, for our families. And when you're, like we talked about, when you're just Packing equipment up in a car and you're rushing home to get kids, you know, home for for school the next day, you realize like days can go by, weeks can go by, months can go by. It doesn't change the fact of how we feel about each other. It's just we realize, wow, we got to stop and maybe you have to make those adjustments because then you're, you know, your relationship could just become nonstop kids sports, nonstop co- coaching kids sports. If you're like you and I, which is fun which will lose a lucid dimension of the friendship. Yeah, uh, which which I think we both recognize and will work on. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And you know, I think it's the, you know, every it's the it's the social media component, right? Everything is rosy and everything is great when people are posting about you know, our holidays or the good things that happen with their kids, et cetera, et cetera. Most people don't post about too much negative stuff. So if you're living your life and you think you're aware of what's going on in your friend's life based on what they post or what you hear that's only positive obviously that's not accurate so you know for me this was especially the last half of this year it was very reflective um, of trying to create an environment for 2022 where I'm you know talking and getting together with people uh, that I care about like you much much more and having guys time and having deeper conversations and having that outlet um, this podcast was always an outlet for me you know um, almost therapeutic in nature. And uh, I think for 2022, we'll start our predictions uh, early. We're going to end the show with some predictions on 2022. But my first prediction, I'll go ahead and tease, is that, you know, we don't look back on this and say, oh, we just said that. And it was all nice and, in you know, it was th- very thoughtful for us to say it, but we didn't act on it. My prediction is we're going to act on it. I put it here in the airwaves. The world now, the universe knows Well, if
1: if we would not be doing justice to our to our listeners, Brad, and I know that 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 listener pool, it it grew. It probably needs to be regrown or started again. But we wouldn't be doing your justice unless we did a little bit of a recap of of 2021 because we were recording. So we talked a little bit about the baseball program and now the fact that Renzo and uh, which is my my second, my oldest of two boys um, and Andrew, your youngest. Of two or playing together on the same baseball team you you gave me a phone call and said hey Renzo's made the baseball team Do you want to be a part of the staff so you got to talk a little bit about baseball we can't just gloss it over so
0: yeah been we, we playing on the same team right that's right which has been really fun I mean I I it, it's my first foray into you know head coaching a slammers team I've been through this with Ben obviously we're closely with the program and have some great family friends on the 10U team, um, wasn't really sure what I was getting into, but I was very, very fortunate to get a group of dads uh, yourself included and a couple others that really made it a, a great first half of the season. So for everybody that doesn't know the season started uh, with tryouts in August and we got going practicing, you know, late August, early September, we had our first tournaments and I would say it was, it was normal results for the first year team but it's not the results that any of us wanted we got you know travel ball uh smacks in the face um for a couple outings but the kids got better and my number one goal all along was the kids got better every single game and i think i could say that that they did
1: yeah i i think you're right it's you know i think you have to you you have to take the the long-term approach when you're talking about you know, seven-year-olds, and I'm um, I'm as guilty uh, of of a coaching competitive parent as probably there is. I I hope I don't ever cross the line in terms of you've made it about you and not made it about the kids. Um, but one thing you notice about that travel all-star kind of baseball is it does it does bring out that competitive nature in us. And you were a college athlete. I played a lot of competitive sports growing up, all the way through high school it it does bring that out. And I think, you know, to the extent that you can channel that and then make it about the kids, make it about them having fun developing and then realize like they're seven. And if j- baseball is their path, you know, they've got 10 years ahead of them to learn how to throw the ball the right way and hit the ball the right way. It is fun though. I mean, and, and uh, I remember you talking about Ben's experiences on our shows in 2020 and how much that uh, team bonded and how much the parents got to know each other and, We've got lots of things ahead, I think, for the Slammers program in twenty twenty two, so I'm excited about it.
0: I'll tell you it's um it, it was definitely, you know, highs and lows. Um, because you're right, the competitive side of you wants to go out and win ball games. Um, but you are you're realizing this is the first time the team was ever together. You're going and you're playing against teams that have been together for six and seven year old seasons, which is obviously a big rude awakening. Um, I know that, uh, my youngest son in only the way that he can, you know, I, I, he has tremendous amount of potential. Sometimes he doesn't have the focus that I had with my older son. So he brings out the, uh, and I allow it to, to be very, very frustrated from time to time when I see that he has all of this talent and his ability, but isn't always necessarily dialed in. But I will tell you a big parenting win for me this year was seeing him. Really get in love, fall in love with the game. Want to, he played flag football as well, and he really fell in love with both sports. And he matured and developed as we got through the season. So that was a huge parenting win. But he does owe me one clipboard because he caused me to <laughs> completely shatter one of my clipboards. I did have a a grandmother of one of our players uh, who probably questioned my level of excitement. I did have to have several conversations with with parents and kids, letting them know that I love them. And that my emotion is love. simply because we want them to uh you know we want them to do their absolute best, and we don't want them to be complacent, you know, but the big thing for me is I realize being big and loud, man, I am loud, so uh I gotta find a way to probably dial that back a little bit <laughs> as we head into the spring season um but all you know all really so much fun, especially because you learn so much about yourself too during the whole process not just yeah about the kids yeah. that you are coaching but we're very fortunate we got a pretty good group of uh of families
1: yeah we will i think 2022 will give us lots of opportunities to uh you know discuss the uh the better part of our nature you know um and and areas where we continue to grow as individuals as friends as parents um and and hopefully just trying to mold these you know is young men and women because we have a, yeah, that's right we have, we have a couple uh, we have a couple of you know, players in the in the in the league and one that made the team, which is cool. Right. So yeah, very cool. I'm excited about yeah, twenty twenty two and in baseball. So that was big. That was a big thing in the family. Um another thing that happened for me in twenty twenty one is I had a job change early in the year and it was um it was interesting because you know, I was coming out of having been with a firm for about four or five years, and then um, took a new position and was there about a year. And, um, you know, things happen, things changed. And I spent a good part of 2022, you know, doing a lot of consulting work. Um, I want to talk more about some of the things that uh, I got excited about and did a lot of work on in the second half of the year, in particular around crypto and the stuff happening in in the blockchain which is an area that's, uh, that's exploded really in 2021. But takeaway for me professionally is I did a lot of um, business development, connecting, uh, relationship building, and seed planting in 2021 in real estate and in the capital markets and in new relationship building. And I'm really excited about 2022. I've got a couple of really uh, interesting and promising career opportunities in front of me and um this last you know week or two of the holiday season has given me time to reflect spend time with the friends and the family and really just think about okay how do i plot the course forward for next year and what makes the most sense and my big takeaway from you know having time in 2021 and not being as much on that treadmill is i was able to spend more time coaching i was able to commit to doing more things at school and in the community. But I was also able to step back and really think about how do my values align with these job opportunities and career opportunities? And for the first time in some time, I actually turned down a lot of jobs in 2021. Um, whether it was you know compensation and I would have been underemployed or it was just not necessarily the right fit, Uh, One of the things that I realized is you have to, you know, especially as you get a little longer in the tooth in your career, you have to really start to think about, okay, what are my specialties? What do I want to be known for? What do I like doing? What's going to make me most, you know, fulfilled? And when you get those values kind of in front of some of those decisions, the decision making becomes a little bit easier. So, um, yeah, it was a really growth year for twenty twenty one. I uh, I chalk it up to a lot of really cool experiences with the family, a lot of cool experiences right here in our backyard in Smyrna with the kids and their activities. I'm excited about a podcast that I launched, which we yeah. can talk about, you know, whether today or a future show that I when wanting to do. And I'm also excited about this podcast and being able to, you know, bring more of the conversations that we have talked about over the years, Brad. You know, family. The the, the the intersection of sports and the the capital markets, our experience as dads and trying to raise our kids up in a, you know, in a positive way and these crazy times that we live in. And then obviously we're still going through this COVID experience. You know, we're now going into our third year. It's hard to even imagine uh, that it's it's three years now that, that this has been sort of, sort of this cloud hanging over us. But if we don't, you know, if we don't talk about it we're sort of like we've got our heads in the sand especially here late in 2021 so yeah. that's my year in review i'm excited about 2022 i'm excited about um the things ahead but uh but tell me about you what what uh what were some of the other things that you know happened with you and trenches and and your family
0: yeah you know i mean 2021 was uh for the most part it was it was a good year uh, 2020 was such a bad year from a business standpoint for us that we saw some Good things come back in 2021 from a trenches business standpoint um, and then had ebbs and flows even with that highs and lows and, you know, dealing with just we'll talk more about it as we get into some of these shows and maybe start to pull out some of these topics. But, you know, uh, creating some some what we thought were going to be huge deals that didn't end up working out the way that we wanted, you know, dealing with the highs and lows of that. Um, had some tremendous success in another project that we're working on with the Georgia music accord. Very, very excited about, you know, what 2022 is going to bring. And I feel like this was a foundation setting year, a recovery year and resetting the foundation for what 2022 is going to be. And I have a tremendous amount of excitement from a business standpoint on what 2022 holds. Um, personally, you know, for me, it's, my biggest thing has been um, I've continued to love where our family is. I love, you know, the kids sports. We launched uh, this fall. We launched um, a flag football league with Drew Brees group football in America. So our good friend, uh, Eric Kamansky, who um, just a great leader here in the community, uh, who's done a lot of stuff with way to play has become a great friend. And we launched, a flag football league on Friday nights in the fall. It was such a huge success to hear all of the people in the community that were so appreciative and so excited and the kids falling in love with the game of football. You know, it was a huge plus for me. We're going to be doing it again in the spring. So we'll talk a lot more about what flag football likes uh, looks like for us in the spring. It's going to be a busy one. If I stay married through coaching a slammer's team, running a flag football league, uh, <laughs> rec baseball scouts, which we do together now really more than ever too. We've talked about that a little bit, but we've d- we've dug a lot, dug a lot deeper into that together. Um, you and I, that is the, uh, <laughs> if we stay married 2022 will be a success in its own right. Um, but launching that <laughs> flag football league in 2021, um, really seeing the success of that, it made my heart full. Um, the, you know, the, the personal life with the kids, I just am very, very proud of where the boys are, um, how they're developing into young men that the, 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 you know, there's always highs and lows as it relates to being a parent as well. But for the most part, just seeing the kids mature and grow up has been really, really great. Um, but I have also struggled with, you know, my own personal stuff. I, I want 2022 to be a year for me where I really start focusing on, um, My physical health, my mental health. I mean, I struggled a lot in 2021, probably not paying any attention, not even enough attention, not paying any attention to, you know, my, my weight, my, my, my health, all of those things that I need to pay attention to. And as I've talked about on previous episodes of the show, I've had plenty of rude awakenings as it relates to that. And I need to actually start to utilize those as motivation and go find my why as to why I need to do it instead of being a little more selfish and just saying I'll be fine. So, that's something I, you know, I want to talk about in future shows as well because it's such an important part and um you know, getting friendships and groups and conversations and platforms like this to be a constant reminder is 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 really key. So, that was my 2021. A lot of uh a lot of different stuff there, but I really kind of put it into three buckets, you know, work, being you know, better but still have a tremendous amount of opportunity and a lot of really great things that happened. I think family wise, it was a great year for us. Um, And then, you know, personally I've got some work to do and look to 2022 to be a, uh, you know, much more impactful year for my own personal health.
1: I uh, yeah. Well, look, I mean, I think it helps to have uh, uh, an accountability partner and a group of people that you're doing some of those things with. I know for me on the health front, you know, I look at it and say what went well in 2021 and what are the things that I, you know, ended 2020 saying I was gonna try to do and what are the things that I can, you know, constantly be improving on. I think one thing on the health side for me going forward is trying to just not eat like a six and an eight and a 10 and a, and a year old eat, right? where's this constant diet of <laughs> chicken chicken nuggets and pizza and hamburgers and takeout. And like, I mean, I just realized I'm waking up and I'm feeling the diet that um, I've been able to keep the weight off, but that's only because I almost obsessively, you know, work out. And uh, to your point about, you know, trying to, to keep the harmony in the household, like it's always this balance of trying to find time to take care of yourself while also being there with a full plate of commitments in your community, full plate of commitments to your family and, you know, our loving and patient and understanding wives, Margaret, Ann and Heidi. Um, I think one thing that I did do a lot of, and uh, you you mentioned it, so I'll pick up on it is I asked for a, um, a subscription for my birthday last year, to one of the um, popular uh, meditation apps. And they give you a year in review, you know, after a year of subscription. And one thing I did do pretty consistently last year up until here just very recently um, is meditate. And I, I was able to find time, usually it was late at night uh, before bed, but I was able to find time about 15 to 20 minutes a day to just sit quietly and meditate. And uh, it was a game changer and s- something that I highly recommend to people, even if it's five minutes or 10 minutes a day to carve out, to just get uh, just get away from a lot of the, you know, the the literally the noise and uh, shut shut off and uh, and just sit and reflect. So I try to do that in the mornings and I try to do that in the evenings to kind of butt in the day. But, uh, yeah, man, it sounds like 2021 uh, there was some 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 highs. And uh, for both of us, and there's also lots of opportunities to continue growing, and those are things I hopefully we can bring forth to our listeners in these shows in the uh, the weeks ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things I was writing down as you were talking are some some show ideas for 2022, and you know, <laughs> finding a kids eating expert will be because it would have helped both of us. I, I want to cook more in 2022. Um, I want to cook healthier dinners. I want to help Margaret Ann. I want to. Get more into, you know, enjoying that that um, hobby myself and in, in learning new things to cook. As a matter of fact, when we get off here, I got to go get a butt uh, smoking on the big green egg. Um, but how do we get the kids to eat some of that as well? Right, my wife doesn't eat seafood. I love seafood, so therefore we don't fix it for dinner. How do I teach kids this at this very developmental stage to enjoy different types of food, seafood included? So we got to get somebody in here that, uh, help us with that, because that'll also, I think, help me with my health journey as well. So all kinds of ideas come to mind. Um, but let's get this, you know, 800 pound gorilla out of the way too here. Um, how are you dealing with now the third, uh, high profile variant Omicron, is that what it is? Omicron, um, Omicron, <laughs> Omicron, heard, what is it? it.
1: Described differently and, and said differently. Um, how are we dealing with it? Well, we got COVID in the house in 2021, to put that out there. Um, we uh, I, for, I fortunately, I think, um, have not gotten COVID yet. Um, got my shots, got my booster, um, and I know lots of people did, and some people chose not to, which is totally fine, um, and, and their, their choice, but there was a lot of breakthrough cases. Uh, and that's the point I was going to make. We were, we were breakthrough cases or Heidi was, uh, it was back in the fall. Um, this most recent bout that's come through, that's really ripped through, you know, Georgia and even here, Smyrna, you know, lots of families, we know lots of families. It doesn't appear that it's as severe, Yeah. Um, but uh, but it's definitely made lots of adjustments to the things that we decided we were going to do and not do with family coming in and, in the holiday season. Yeah. So we I mean, like, like every New York
0: because of all of it, my brother was yeah. here and turns around and they're sick and they're on the mend, you know, dealing with it right now. It's just, yeah. Just I on. mean, <clears throat> I think
1: that we've become probably like everybody, um, more mentally resilient with it and just yeah. dealing with your own emotional reactions to, Oh, this is not going to happen. Or we had to miss this event or, um, I, at least that's my take. I, I feel like, Uh, and it's not to downplay the severity of it, uh, or the seriousness of it. Um, but, you know, I guess I've learned to sort of accept the fact that here we are, you know, and this may not be the the last one. It likely isn't, and you can't stop living. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my mask out and about, and I, I still, I still try to be vigilant. I do hope Um, that with these new guidelines that the CDC came out with, where they cut the recommended quarantine from 10 to five days, that that will allow people to resume normal activities uh, in a safe way. Uh, Selfishly, you know, when we had that bout of COVID go through, we missed two weeks of, you know, our normal life. We just got done talking about it. Sports, school, activities, getting involved, being involved, scouts, baseball, you know, all that stuff got shut down. Um, and so I'm hopeful that with the new guidance and then, you know, we just have to make some decisions, uh, as a family on the vaccine front for the kids in 2022, which could be another topic. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's here and we're living in it and we're yeah. just trying to get, well,
0: you're talking a little bit about the kids. Um, you know, I'm, I'm two months out from being able to, I guess, get my booster. Um, we're all vaccinated. We got the kids their first shot. Um, and they are uh, I struggled with it to be fully honest I wasn't sure you know with a with with two kids that are you know under 10 what do you know what what are the effects you know big strong kids you hear a lot of things of uh, of myocarditis and other issues with some of the kids and yeah I'm very fortunate um, my sister and brother in law um, have i think my brother in law particularly spent a lot of time studying and I was asking their opinion i've talked to other families you know we've had, we had several breakthrough cases of kids who were vaccinated in the boys' classrooms um, but it really boiled down to, for us to the long term effects and fears uh, of effects through getting the virus are worse than the side effects of the uh the vaccine itself. So that's why we took the plunge. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, man. I think the biggest thing for us is the resiliency that the kids have shown in dealing with all this or at least that they have we perceive that they have dealt with this well is the biggest probably win out of all of it. This hasn't provided a high level of anxiety um or or challenges that we're going to have to face or deal with long term. That was my biggest fear with the kids. Um, we you know are working to live our lives. This is probably this week and canceling this terrible trip and having this close contact that you know my brother, you know, all these different things that we've you know we've talked about and dealt with, and you know missing a great event with Margaret Ann, one of Margaret's friends, and a wedding, and you know those are the kind of things that you you hate that that you have to deal with. But you know, we, none of us can afford to be locked down as you start a new year. Right. Um, who knows what's going to happen with schools? Who knows what's going to you know, happen with virtual or in person? Hopefully we all stay in person. But for us, it was just trying to be as smart as possible and not, you know, not have to literally shelter in place, um, you know, uh, but be smart. That's all we could do is be smart. Um, so I'm not looking forward to the next couple of weeks. I think we're going to continue to deal with the big spike of this whole thing. But hopefully this just becomes something that, you know, prediction for 2022 is that every year in 2022 and beyond, we're all probably going to have to get, you know, a shot, a vaccine, like just like the flu. Um, And hopefully that'll protect us and be something that uh, we have a lot less, you know, negative consequences coming out of COVID-19. And it's more, you know, more flu like than it is causing these, these, you know, more serious issues. Uh, 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 Omicron is, um, because it seems to be more milder. Hopefully that's a good thing, but I'm no scientist. Don't claim to be who knows.
1: Yeah. It's one of those things. I mean, we, we, we could, um, yeah, we, we could only talk about this for the rest of the show, which we won't, I, I would say even now as coaches, you know, in the baseball program, you have to, you know, start to make decisions around, okay, do we hold these practices? Do we do these workouts? Um, and so obviously, we're all having to make those you know judgment calls take into account the greater good, taking into account you know individual health circumstances, and we're just navigating through and trying to make responsible decisions, not just for our own families but also for the welfare of now a team right and and their families yeah, yeah. of that you wanna you know uh, just teach how to hit a baseball and teach how to you know become a team so. Well, um, we'll certainly have more updates on that front in, uh, in future shows, but it does bring up the topic of one thing that I wanted to ask you about, which is with all this indoor time that we had in 2021 um, and a lot of just new work modes and probably a little less business travel um, still now in, in year two, I want to ask you, how have you found technology impacting your work brad at trenches or even more on a personal front how have you managed to (laughs) navigate through 2021 uh and as you look to 2022 with technology because it's a big it's a it's a big topic that i've been thinking a lot about whether it's device management with our kids or what the hell do i do with crypto do i get into it do i wait like It's a broad topic, so I just want to get your initial take.
0: You know, technology as a whole, I I think that um, nothing really new has kind of come in from an actual service or device that has impacted my life one way or another in 2022, but I have asked myself the crypto question a lot, Um, talking with some friends who have gotten into it, working in our space, working in the sports sponsorship space, you know, the world-famous Staple Center, home of Showtime and the Lakers and some of the biggest events concerts, the Grammys um, is now Crypto.com Arena Um, you know, FTX being on every umpire when our Atlanta Braves won the World Series, whoop whoop, which uh, you know, we didn't even talk about that as a wrap up for 2021, what an exciting run that was and taking the kids to the parade and all that kind of stuff, but um, I want to get into it. I want, I'm not convinced yet. This is going to sound weird and almost counterintuitive. I I, I don't necessarily believe five years from now, we're not going to be using dollars, dollar bills and, and change. I, I don't believe the banking system changes drastically. I don't even think that happens, you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. But I do believe that there is this, very, very fast growing both crypto and NFTs. I mean, I bought the kids I we I got my first NFT, which is something else that you know in the whole blockchain world, um, a non fungible token that uh was fascinating to me. I've got a good friend who's doing a lot in the space, in the sponsorship space. And I want to bring on a couple experts to maybe even talk about that because We got this first NFT. I bought passes to the Dude Perfect show for the kids, which we haven't given them yet. So hopefully they're not listening to the podcast here, and uh, I'm not spoiling the surprise. But we got them shows tickets to the Dude Perfect show, and Ticketmaster gave us instead of giving us a physical ticket, it gave us an NFT, an actual non fungible token that they like. You know they keep it in a wallet for us. So every now. Your 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 ticket stub is now in the blockchain. I mean, it's as crazy as that. You don't get a physical ticket anymore. And we went from having only paper tickets to using our mobile devices to now you are using your mobile devices and getting this digital thing. What value does it have? Probably none. Do I, I'm not planning on going and you know, collecting NFT ticket stubs. I'm not really worried about that. But it is pretty fascinating when you think about what the money that is being spent. And we've talked enough about, you know, the capital markets we've talked about, you know, the the marketing side of it, all these different things that we've covered in past, um, past shows. You can't ignore the, 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 the amount of money that is being spent in the, in the blockchain space. Um, but whether it's a crypto company sponsoring, like an FTX or a crypto.com and doing endorsements with Matt Damon and weird television commercials uh, or the, every umpire in major league baseball wearing the FTX, you know, logo on their shirt to um, (laughs) the craziest pieces of art going for millions and millions of dollars on something that you can't technically hang on your wall. Um, It's pretty fascinating to me, but I, It's one of those things now where I guess if I was to sum up my feelings is I want to get involved with it because I don't want to miss the bus, but I'm not 100% sure I still understand what the future will be, Uh, nor do I think I'm going to be one of those people out there mining, quote unquote, for crypto. And if you don't know what mining for crypto is, we're going to have to go into a whole deep dive on that, too, because... I'm not qualified to explain it to you, but I'm not going to be digging around hard drives trying to find leftover cryptocurrency. What do you think? What do you, you
1: think? You, you've got some good predictions in there. I, I don't know that you intended to, but you made some good predictions. So I was taking notes. That's impressive. Um, you, You've you formed views around it, which I think is important. I um, So before we get into our predictions for 2022, I wanted to ask you about crypto because I think... For people that have been in crypto and and blockchain, I think they'll look back and say 2020 was the year when things really started to open up. It still does feel like in 2021, as we get ready to wrap up the year, that there's still lots and lots of people who aren't active in it. And and largely, yes, there's the trading of the cryptocurrencies um, and getting a digital wallet, which we can talk more about. But there's not, to your point, there's not a lot of change in how the day-to-day transacting of goods and services is happening um, in the way in which, yes, a ticket from a ticket master um, is now on the blockchain and some of that kind of technology. Yes, I can see that those types of projects are happening and the value in them. But yeah, I was having this conversation with my in-laws over, over the holidays and There's clearly uh, a huge percentage of the population who do not see any change uh, in how they're going to go about living their lives and spending their money and paying their bills and, you know, uh, sending money to friends and family and relatives uh, with everything that's happening in crypto and blockchain. So we'll see. It's going to be something interesting to watch. I want to give a shout out. You you mentioned uh, the crypto.com. had an opportunity to sort of not see anything inside, but just hear that deal from a perspective of, uh, the fact that my brother works for, you know, the company that owns the Staples Center. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was a massive rights or sponsorship deal in your world. And it certainly, um, caught my attention. And I reached out to him after I saw this $700 million price tag. And I'm just like, this is, this is crazy. And, um, it was so so much bigger than any of the other prior deals. Um, and paid, it'll be paid in crypto. Paid in crypto. Yeah, that's so, the crazy part is these are these
0: are these are changing the way transactions are done in a space that was traditionally, you know, paid for in cash, you know, in yeah. in, in, in physical dollars. Same thing happened with FTX, American Airlines. I mean, two iconic venues changed hands, um, yeah. changed names in twenty twenty one. American Airlines in Miami became FTX and Crypto.com took over Christmas Day of the Staples Center. There's a whole conversation to be had about whether or not anybody ever, ever calls it Crypto.com arena. It's still, it will always be the Staples Center. Madison Square Garden doesn't have a naming rights partner because who would call it anything other than Madison Square Garden, right? Um, the, The interesting thing to me is going to be, one how does that transpire? Do people actually evolve into calling it crypto.com arena or do, uh, do they see enough value in the fact that this was such a big PR plunge, such a huge number that that people are talking about it. And that is enough earned media, enough, you know, PR to, to drive up what they're doing. And again, there, there's no right. shortage of money being spent in the space. Um, have you do- have you dove into this? Can I ask that question? Have you dove yeah, into Yeah, I, I
1: haven't. I haven't uh, from the standpoint of opening up uh, a wallet and starting to buy crypto. Um, but I'm putting together the plan, if you will. And I've been doing a lot of um, doing a lot of research and doing a lot of reading. You know me; I, I spend a fair amount of time trying to get comfortable with some subject matter before I go jump in. So uh, one of the things that I've been doing is taking a a massive online open course through a university in Cyprus, and it's it's one of those things that's really helped me to realize there's a lot of this subject that I don't know, and when you just read the popular press and read the popular listen to the popular media, um, you could easily get caught up in what the crypto, the the blockchain, the you know, the industry wants you to hear because they're the experts, right? So I'm trying to go back a couple levels. And uh, and once you do that, what you realize is there's a lot more um, that you don't know. And so you can decide to keep your head in the sand and and uh, and just say, hey, I'll just wait till my financial advisor says I should do something. Or if you don't have a financial advisor, which many people don't, they'll just say, I'll just leg into it i'll start to dabble um i'm one of those people that wants to sort of understand what are the different currencies what are the different ways that you can invest what is the right amount you should invest and uh and so i think 2022 that's teasing out my prediction i think 2022 will be a big year for uh for investing you're right for me
0: right there biz dads you have uh, a very clear explanation of the difference of your two hosts here one Andres taking a, uh, a thoughtful uh, methodog- methodological approach to how he's going to invest in crypto crypto. And I'm probably tonight just going to open a crypto.com account and just dive in and not have any idea what the hell I'm doing. That's uh, that's where you have uh, such a different point of view from both of your hosts here. Well, here's,
1: <laughs> here's, here's the, there's the logic. Uh, and, and maybe not doing it my way. Um, I had a buddy call me the other day and he said, hey, I own these uh, I own these mutual funds and, you know, I don't really know what they do and what they are. And somebody told me about them. I bought them four or five years ago. He's like, I feel like I'm missing the boat, basically. I said, well, look, I'm not your advisor, so I, I can tell you the tickers of some things you can look at. And my whole takeaway in all of that was just, you know, uh, who is the quote-unquote expert when it comes to crypto at this point? Uh, when it comes to investing in these blockchains, at the end of the day, Brad, nobody really is. Uh, there's mm-hmm. it's so new. If you used a baseball analogy, uh, as we like, like to talk baseball, you know, I've heard some people say who have been studying this space for five years, we're not even in the top of the first, you know, oh, yeah. of a nine-inning yeah, so game. Really. And, and so I think my takeaway in all of it is if you're gonna take some time to try to understand some of the, the foundational aspects of the space, I don't necessarily think you're missing out on something. Uh, Bitcoins at 45, 50,000, you know, it went as high as 60, 65. Sure. Did you miss the big run up from you a know, 100 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> but if you said to me, um, take the big tech which are constantly in the news and in the media of Facebook a Netflix, now Meta, uh, an Amazon, a Google, an Apple, uh, an NVIDIA. If you said to me, do you think those are overvalued? Uh, Should I get into those? It seems like there's been this big run-up in tech. I would probably say, well, how old are you? What's your risk tolerance? How long do you plan to invest in the market? Because I don't think any of those companies are going to get smaller. And – I don't think any of those companies are going away. So, you know, for for me, I look at the whole space and say it's there's going to be winners, there's going to be losers, and there's still plenty of time to get involved. And so I think 2022 will be a will be a it'll be a fun year, you know, to um, to bat around the topics and let's open up some accounts and see how they do.
0: Sounds good. Let's dig into what is going to happen as you've teased that out, give me some predictions as we wrap up here for 2022.
1: Here are my predictions. Uh, I try to think about three that would give us a cross current of topics that we could bat around for uh, 2022. So in no particular order, prediction number one, uh, the Smyrna Slammers will win a tournament in 2022. That's that's uh that's one prediction. Love that. We didn't we didn't we didn't win one in 2021, but I do feel like we will win a tournament in 2022. Love it. Um, that's on the personal front. You stole mine. Um, okay, on the second front, <laughs> um, I hate to say it as my number two because it feels like well I, I got to leave a third one for to be a little bit optimistic. That P word that we've kind of not had to really pay a lot of attention to because the last election was kind of a little bit in the distance now. Mm-hmm. I think politics is going to become, you know, front and center, especially with the midterms in late in the year. And I just don't look forward to all that divisiveness coming back. But I just I know it's out there and I know it's coming. And I think 2022, you know, especially when we get to the the, the midterm elections in November, it just feels like, man, we are going to be I hope we're not back at each other's, you know, proverbial throats in this country. Um, we got much bigger issues that we need to deal with. And I just think that 2022 is going to that's going to be another big year for politics,
0: especially right here um, in, our, in and, our backyard with the uh, gubernatorial yeah. election that uh, takes place this fall, this coming fall.
1: Yeah. And then uh, my, my third prediction, as I've mentioned earlier, is I do think that 2022 for me uh, will be will be a big year with respect to things like tokenization, crypto, NFTs this entire space. I've spent a lot of my time over the last five or six years in real estate. um, And I think even a a big, huge space where you'd say, how can real estate and all this crypto and digital uh, currency and digital ledger technology, how can those two kind of merge? I think we'll see even a space like real estate uh, dramatically disrupted. So um, more more to come on the crypto front. I think it's going to be a big year. So those are my three. What about
0: you? Really good. Well again, you know, from a kid's standpoint, um, I do think it's gonna be a big year for our uh for our our eight U slammers. I am super excited about the f- the work that was done in the fall and the opportunity that presents itself in the spring. So winning that first tournament I think is just the tip of the iceberg uh with with, with what this team will do. Um, from a trenches business standpoint, there are uh, there are some really big things on the horizon, and I am just predicting big news, big happenings, and exciting things uh, to announce here on the podcast. With some really, you know, really cool stuff that we've been working hard um, for a long time, as it relates to where we are with uh, both trenches and uh, and the Georgia Music Accord. Um, so for me, that's really. The majority of my focus from a professional standpoint. Um, a big prediction for me is, uh, you know, me personally, um, what it's not really a prediction as much as it is as a commitment. I need to put it out there in the airwaves and I need to get myself in shape both mentally and physically. Um, I'm going to take a page out of the, uh, Andres book and read more. Um, and I really want to, uh, to focus on, you know, utilizing this Peloton behind me and <laughs> getting, getting better, you know, back into better shape. Um, but, you know, I think some of the big predictions as it relates to, you know, what's going to happen. Um, I think ultimately we get to a point with, um, you know, with our, with COVID and whatnot, to where we all are living with this. We have to get more comfortable living with it. I predict that there you're going to see some big changes in the way that, um, you know, people test, People prepare and people engage. Um, I don't think we're slowing down uh, anytime soon, as it relates to locking down or any of that. I do think that there's going to be uh, people continuing to live their lives more normally, um, you know. But I think you know one of the biggest things that I I really look for um, in 2022 is can we get back to the relationship way of doing business? Um, you know, this is not a prediction. This is more of a hope of just simply taking time to engage the way we started this, this podcast work together, spend more time together, enjoy those people that, you know, impact our lives in a positive and spiritual way. and, you know, taking that time to enjoy and embrace um, the people that make you smile, the people that make you laugh, the people that make you feel good, the people that challenge you, have deeper conversations with those individuals, enjoy your time with those individuals. So my soapbox, this, this uh, projections for 2022 became more of my soapbox, Andres. But as I'm sitting here thinking through all of this, and we're ending the year on a note, of positivity, it is love thy neighbor. And let's make 2022 one hell of an amazing year. And I'm predicting blow up numbers for BizDad Nation. That's my last prediction. You know, 10,000 listeners will have listened to this amazing podcast over the year 2022.
1: And we have a lot of really big topics that we've outlined on today's show. You've outlined some big, ambitious personal goals. You've outlined some big goals for this podcast. One of the things that I think was a theme of our conversation today was this idea of reconnecting and, and reaffirming the relationship aspect um, And the genuine connection that comes and the chemistry that results when it's not the soundbite, the passing in the parking lot, but it's rather the time that you take to invest in, you know, the friendship, the time you take to invest in building that rapport, building that confidence, building that 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 faith. And it's funny because I think as you think about the title of our show, Biz Dads, you know, what a great platform for us to explore and discuss and debate and break down ultimately what success in those two endeavors in the arenas typically stem from, whether it's in business or it's in parenting. My soapbox is, a lot of it comes down to Those fundamentals of building relationships, establishing lines of communication, doing that in a way, not just virtually, but in a way when you're away from it all and you're out in the bush, right, with with your crew, with your with your with your team, with your buddies bonding. And I do hope for 2022 that we do get more of that. Um, And I think that. Our, uh, our show will grow as a result of it. I think the experiences that you're having uh, as a CEO and as a father and as a coach and the ex- experiences I'm having in my, my pursuits provide great um, fodder and, and great ingredients for us to take the show to 10,000 and beyond. And I think 2022 will be the year where we'll look back on this show and say, were we able to stay true to that? that chemistry, that camaraderie, that, that commitment. And really our listeners hopefully will benefit as a result. So I'm excited, man.
0: There you have it. You four people listening to this show get to work because we have a lot of people that need to hear all these messages. Um, exciting new guests coming in 2022, A, a, a stronger commitment from both of us to all of those things that you outlined and this show, Andres, Happy New Year's, brother. 2022. Happy be New here.
1: Year's, man. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited. I wish you and your family, and you know the uh, the entire Alecky Nation, just continued uh, health, prosperity, success. It's going to be a fun ride. Ring it in safely, uh, and uh, let's just make it happen next year.
0: You too, buddy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody out there listening. We are super appreciative the, that you stuck with us if you are back listening. And we look forward to many, many more great times ahead. So this is it. The Biz Dads ending 2021 and kicking off 2022 with a bang. We are out of here. See you, Andres. Take care, Brett.